Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Leah, and I, of course, met her on TikTok. Y'all know me. Uh, she and I are fellow podcasters, and also she came to me with something that she was involved with, not realizing that I also cover cults, and uh, I was very intrigued, had no idea about this cult, so I'm going to have her talk to us about it. So welcome to my show, Leah. Thank you for having me, Leslie. It is a pleasure to talk to a fellow podcaster, for sure. <laughs> I, absolutely. So tell me about what is going on. This it's called the Twin Flames, and it's actually developed into a cult, I think. I don't know if it was always that. Yeah. Tell me about what got you into it. Tell me everything. Yeah, so a few years ago, back in the, actually, I was going to say the summer of 2019, but I had actually been approached with this cult maybe a year and a half before the summer of 2019. If y'all could help me, y'all do the math. But like a friend of mine that I knew for a few years had come to me and was like, hey, Leah, I think I met my twin flame. I was like, oh, that's interesting because I I had been knowing about twin flames for since probably like 2013 or 2014. And it was just a casual search on the internet. I was just looking up spirituality topics. I came across like soulmates and like the different kinds. And I, I didn't resonate with any of them because I was like, oh, well, I've never met someone that I felt like I knew from a past life. But hey, if it ever happens, it'll be pretty cool. And while I was in college, like shortly after I read that article, I had literally seen someone that I was like, wow. And I felt like I had flashbacks from like a past life. And from then on, I was very alone in that journey. Not a lot of other people could describe what I was feeling, that I had met this person. And and I didn't tell this person this was how I, feel, I felt because it was a complete stranger. And I kind of tried to stay away from this person because the connection was super intense. And so it was a very unique situation. So I had been talking about Twin Flames to some of my friends and then my friend found this group and they were like, hey, I have this group. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm interested in that. And then within like a year and a half, he convinced me because he was getting deeper and deeper into like the echelons of the group and becoming almost to where it was the only thing he talked about. So I was like, you know what, I'll watch a class. Cause I'm, I think they have like free classes you can do. I was like, okay, this is doable. I can like look into it since I'd been knowing about twin flames for like five, six years already and had no support. So I was like, okay, I'll try it out. And then, you know, it gets wild, it gets wild. Well, and let me ask you something because uh, first of all, to my listeners, uh, Leah has abilities. Um, and what are your abilities just so we can get that out of the way? Because there's a reason you kind of went woo woo on us, right? <laughs> yeah. So I first, I don't know how to explain it. When my grandfather died about like 10 years ago now, shortly after that, I felt like I'd heard him contact me like a year after he had passed. Even before that, as a child, I had heard messages of like really distinct situations in my life that I shouldn't have known were going to happen. And they happened like that same day or so I got intuitive messages now. I am like a spiritual mentor of sorts and I do card readings. I am an intuitive. I also, you would call it a clairvoyant. I see pictures in my mind. It's like playing Pictionary during readings. I'll see like 
ladders when I'm talking to you or bridges and I'm supposed to figure out how the ladder feels and what it means for the life of my client. And yeah, I do have those kind of like psychic abilities as well. Okay. And also like in my mind and in my understanding of twin flames from my resident psychic medium that I always have on Christina Curran, she explained twin flames to me this way. And this may be how they explain it in this group that you joined. Um, twin flames in her mind are pretty rare. And it's literally one soul that's occupying two bodies. Is that correct? That is the perception of it. Yes. And I would say that's how they describe it very close. And actually, though, in the group, they would actually not say that because all this time, I also thought twin flames were rare. That's why I had such a hard time finding anyone who could relate to me for like five or six years on this connection I was feeling with this guy. And in the group, I've noticed in their wordage and their verbiage that anybody that joins the school, you have a twin flame, you have a twin flame. And I'll just like preface, I don't want to like give these people like, I don't want you to go search them. But I just like checked in on their group following the other day on Facebook, and they had like 38,000 people in this open forum that I was in originally before joining the school. But back when I joined back in like 2019, they only had like around 10,000. So in the past three years, they've doubled, almost tripled in size. So, Well, and my thing is too, twin flames, from what I understand, they're toxic. It's like trying to have a relationship with your like shadow side. That's just what, why would you want to do that? And now I understand soulmates and kindred souls and all that. Are they kind of approaching it with that, but calling it twin flames? No, I mean, they describe it as pretty tumultuous. I mean, in the coaching, you can tell through their videos. So how the school is, how it showed up for me and like what you originally watched. Now, I don't know if these are in the free sessions. I don't know if I saw like a free version that wasn't the actual classes. Because once you get in the classes, they're different. They're like these online kind of like masterminds. Are you familiar with masterminds, how those go? And like, you could have like a pre-recorded like phone call of a group of 10 people and you're getting coached on a topic that might affect more people in the group, but they're giving you one-on-one time, like group coaching in a way. Yeah. And they're pre-recorded. So literally probably if I joined today, I would still see the original videos from like four, five, six years ago is the thing. But the the concept of the twin flames, yes, they're very tumultuous. And you can tell like in the coaching, I mean, that's what a lot of the coaching is focused on. Like your twin flame, like blocking you, my friend that got me into this group, I distinctly remember us sitting down and like Whole Foods one day talking about his twin flame. And he was like, yeah, she blocked me. That means I'm really close to union because that's what they tell you in the group that if your twin flame blocks you, then that means you're really doing the work and making them so uncomfortable to where the feeling of love for you is becoming so intense and it's becoming so aware to them and they're still running from it that they have to block you. And so that they don't have to like deal with their feelings even more. So it's kind of like praise whenever someone blocks you. What? Okay. Well, that's to me, that's an excuse of, Hey, you got to stay in our program because it's working, even though we know it's really not working, but we want your money and we want you to recruit more people. And it's almost like an MLM. And it's almost like Nexium when they tell you to do that self work crap. And then they also do that mirroring exercises and, and getting you to do all these self things. And one, uh, I know that I read something on one person was so upset and depressed 
that she unalived herself. And after a coach had already told her several times, you just need to do the mirror exercising. Yeah. So the mirror exercise, I will actually say, as with a lot of cults and a lot of people don't understand how, you know, individuals can get into it and people like myself, when I listened to that podcast about the Twin Flames, first of all, my reaction when I saw it up was I was intensely annoyed because I thought that Jeff and Shalia had made a podcast about Twin Flames. And I was like, I'm not listening to that because I'm going to get so mad. But then it was an expose of them. And then I got this whole other level of triggered because I'd always felt like it was a cult. But to like see somebody take all the information, compile it and out them, I was like, wow, you know, all of my fears and thoughts were justified in that way. And then there was this part of me that for a second, I was like, I get embarrassed talking about it. But then again, the more I've talked about it to friends, it actually makes me more aware of like why specifically in my readings and in my coaching, I do not use the word twin flames. I do not use the word soulmates. And I don't want to hate on or discourage any other readers from using whatever terms that they want to use. But for me, it really, in some ways, I feel like it set me back in life because I was in love with this person for like six years. That was my quote unquote twin flame. And all they did was disrespect me the whole time. And there was this like weird love thing we had, but also just couldn't commit to me. I was always chasing him. He always didn't want me. And I feel like it kind of set me down a path where I could have been with someone else. I could have been doing something else with my life, man. Instead, I felt like I had essentially, sometimes I think that terminology of twin flames or soulmates kind of gave me, and I wouldn't have admitted this maybe a few years ago, but you know, just in the feeling of honesty, it's just like, it made me feel like I had ownership over a person that were their own person. And I never like made him do anything he didn't want to do, but I, I feel like I was super close. And had I had found that group maybe a year or two before, I I shudder to think if I would have like caught a charge or maybe I, I had problems with suicidal thoughts as well. Oh and had they found me sooner, I really, I was in a more desperate place before I got into that group, like a year or two before than I was when I entered. And um, yeah, it's crazy. Well, and don't get me wrong. I mean, in today's society, I understand dating is not fun. I've heard a lot of horror stories, especially like on Instagram and Twitter and and even on TikTok, where it's just, it's it's a nightmare. And I understand the desperateness here. Uh, And I'll ask you, what makes you think they're a cult? You know, I'll have you maybe list some things. But I don't know if you've ever heard of Stephen Hassan's bite model. Well, he's the one that started out the bite model is his definition of what to look for when you're in a cult. It's behavior information, thought, control. So it's all about behavior. How is your behavior changing? How is their behavior changing towards you? Information. What kind of information are they giving you? What are they kind of wanting you to understand what they're trying to do, good or bad? And then uh, thought. What are they getting into your thoughts about? What are they changing your thoughts about? And then, of course, emotion. How are they making you feel about your thoughts? How are they making you feel about all that information? And all of those things turn into one big, nasty glob of control by someone else over you. Mm, yeah. So I was about to say, I wish I would have been in the, I don't know if I said earlier how long I was in it. I was only in it for like three months. Like that's all I can take. Thank and I would God. love to share why yes. I was just like, I was like a no for me, but I can say just, you know, I told myself, I didn't want to tell too much of my friend's story that actually got me in because like I said, he was in like the higher echelons of the whole thing. And 
it, it kind of makes me sad to this day to think about him a little bit because I know he meant well. And how I, I would say some things that changed for him, and I hope this doesn't give too much information about him, but I'm going under an alias as well. So for my friend, it was crazy because he was gay. And when he got into the group, he had actually met this woman that he had had feelings for for the first time. And he kind of felt like she was his twin flame. And I just remember when this person was rejecting him, this woman, he was wanting to be with other men because he had historically been gay up until this one relationship. And I just distinctly remember him telling me, you know, Leah, if they found out I was still seeing guys, like I would get in so much trouble or that's not allowed. And he was like, you know, I just can't tell them. So he would like tell me and we would talk about it. And I just felt so sad for him that like I personally knew that he had come out of a background already, like Christianity or something like that, where he had already dealt with his shame around being gay. And now he found himself in another organization that was getting the gay out of him or something like that. And it just like, I just felt bad for him. And, but actually he was one of the people, if you listen to the podcast, the twin flames, wondery podcast, he was actually a person that got matched, got channeled messages from Jeff and Shalia that he should be with a girl that was already in the group because none of their methods were working. I'd been in this, I'd seen like all these people that said they were going to get their twin flames. Nobody was getting their twin flames. And then I think they were starting to get exposed. Like their method wasn't working because everybody's twin flames are blocking them or leaving them. And so they ended up taking people that were wholeheartedly believing what they, they said and got channeled messages to match people within the group that they were twin flames and they'd been sitting in these classes together this whole time. And I asked my friend, I was like, so Thomas, you know, how do you feel about getting a twin flame? And he just said, you know, it's kind of like having to love a stranger or something. I don't know her, but he was open to it. And they're, to my knowledge, they're still engaged two years later. Uh, okay. So. Wait a minute. Is Okay. Wow. Is this, <laughs> is this a church? And, and the true definition also of a cult is they change the rules all the time to accommodate the good or the bad going on. But is this a, a church? Is this uh what is this? So actually, that's a great question, because I went to Jeff's Facebook um, recently about just to see what they were talking about. And I noticed in his bio on his Facebook, it says, Twin Flame Spiritual Guru, co-founder of Unionism and the Church of Union, Instrument of God. So they have commons within that. But yeah, I saw that, I guess they have a Church of Union. I guess they made their own church now. Church of Unions, a harmonious union with Twin Flames is what they promised, harmonious union. So I guess now they have the Church of Union. Okay, so now do they have a gathering spot like a church where you go and sit within pews and then they put a offering bucket around? I mean, how do they do all this? To my knowledge, no. I mean, everything was online whenever I was in it. And then they did have times where they would go and have events a different like around the country or even in like maybe they had one in Canada. I don't really remember. But I think right before I left. 2019 they were advertising and pumping up some kind of like thing in Sedona or something I could be wrong about that but I do remember an event being like pushed to us like you should come to this event where all of us are going to be and you can be around like other people that believe in twin flames and yeah it's so to my knowledge there's no like physical meeting place now were you supposed to like take these classes pay for these classes continue to pay for these classes were you supposed to recruit people what was the deal there Mm, that's a good question so 
because I was only in it for like three months, I don't remember being asked to recruit anyone. However, like as I've been thinking about it and knowing this interview is coming up, I do kind of remember the leader of our group. So just so you know, like I was never coached by Jeff and Shalia. Uh, what happened was when you joined, a lot of the new people that joined, we would get paired up with, I don't know if they were like Ascension coaches because Jeff and Shalita had this program where they were training some of their twin flame people to be coaches within the school to help other clients do like the mirror exercise. And basically you would have sessions with these coaches that were underneath Jeff and Shalita's program. Well, we would get paired with a coach and once a week we would all go into like either a Zoom meeting or a Facebook. I think it was probably Zoom. So yeah, we'll say it was a Zoom meeting. And I think we had like eight people to a group, but maybe four people would show up because it was like five o'clock on a Thursday. I don't know, maybe seven. But I like almost remember this lady telling me something about because we have to talk about like claiming people. So I have like we have to circle back to that. But in this group, okay, so I was kind of problematic because I wouldn't claim my twin flame, which is what they want you to do in these sessions. I know this might be like confusing for some of these people. I feel like I'm all over the place, but we would meet in these meetings once a week for people that just joined and they would ask you, you know, what's your upsets with your twin flame this week? And I would say things like, well, I don't know who my twin flame here is. I'm just like, I'm just here to learn and figure out who my twin flame could be. And they were like, so you don't have anybody in mind? I was like, well, I have somebody in mind, but like, I don't know if it's him. And they were like, well, that's probably your problem. You need to claim him. And what? I was like, well, I don't know if it's him. <laughs> and honestly, while I, when I joined the group, I actually met somebody else that wasn't the guy that I liked for like six years I met a whole new guy. So I was like, Oh, you know, since I joined the school and I'm loving myself, maybe the universe brought someone new into my life and like, maybe it's working. And so I did, but it was too new for me to be like, Oh, I claim so-and-so because just wasn't the vibe. So they kind of would get on to me about like not claiming a person in these groups. Mm. But I do feel like they were like, well, do you feel like they'd be open to twin flames? Like, I don't know. I haven't talked to them about it. And they be like, well, you need to talk to people about it. And I feel like, too, they would want you to, like, tell your friends about it. And I do feel like one time this coach had said something to me about, like, well, you know what it's like to have friends outside of, like, twin flame school. And I I just don't even remember what I told her because, obviously, the memory is kind of vague. So it's almost like I can't say much on it. But I do feel like there were times where she would like, kind of mentioned, like, not really supposed to have friends outside of this and not really supposed to date people that won't be open to, like, being your twin flame. And I was just like okay, whatever. Like I'm still kind of just, just taking a look at the store. You know, I am buying it, but I don't know if I'm like really into it like that. Yeah. And well, she's trying to distance you from people that you have or friends you have outside and telling you to, to bring someone else in that you think might be your twin flame. So there's the recruitment there. Now, were you paying for the classes too? Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think they were $111 a month. Oh, good. The angel number, 111. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cringy. All right. So, (laughs) so you're only in this for three months because uh, the jigs up, you get that this is probably not for you, at least not for you. You, maybe you didn't even know why it wasn't for you. You just knew it wasn't. Yeah. Because, okay. There's like two distinct memories for sure. One, I was in the group and one, I was rewatching a lesson. So they really encouraged you to watch these videos that they made. And I would say they're around like an hour long, all pre-recorded from the, like, I don't know, I can't even tell you, maybe 2017 were videos like how old 
some of them were and I was in 2019. So I would literally watch these while I was cooking and I would watch them while I was just like sitting around my house. I was watching them instead of watching Netflix. Let's just put it that way. And this one lesson was, I don't remember what the situation was, but they had these things again, another weird moment. They called people that were with your twin flame, like other partners, say you're a girl and then you're dating and you want to be with this guy, but he already has another girlfriend or, you know, he's seeing someone else. The other person is called a hairbrush. Literally don't know why, but they call it a hairbrush. The person that's not supposed to be with your twin flame, but they are with your twin flame is called a hairbrush. So essentially in this video, they were talking about Jeff was coaching this person about going to see their twin flame. Again, like some of the memories kind of spotty, but I definitely remember him saying something like, well, you just go over there. And they're like, what if their hairbrush is there? What if their other partner is there? And he would say, you just walk in And if the person that they're with is like in the shower, showering, you go in there and you're still with your twin, you go and talk to your twin flame, you let yourself in the house. Even if they say, don't come in, you let yourself in. And when that person gets out of the shower, you tell them to get the fuck out. And, and then you're, and I was just like, hold on. Did he just say to let yourself into someone's house? If they say, don't come in, I was very confused. And I was like, not down with that. First of all, I genuinely did love the guy that I was with for six years. And one thing that I could say is that if he asked me, you know, Leah, don't come in this house. Like, I don't want you here. I would at least love him enough to be like, okay, you communicated that to me. I'm not going to come in. You know what I mean? And I just couldn't imagine really going over the line like that. Now, me and this person did have problems with boundaries, but he he did tell me one time, he was like, you're crossing my boundaries. And I was like, you've never talked to me like this before, though. You never clarified these things. He's like, well, I'm telling you now. And I was like, okay, okay. Then I hear you. We're good. You know, I love you. And that's how you feel. Just tell me. You just don't speak up for yourself. You don't say these things. And now, now I know. And there was a respect there. I just felt like that was totally different, disrespectful. And and that happened a good bit in these videos where they would just like, you just need to keep emailing them or you just have to keep talking to them. And it's like, you just keep going. And I'm like, sounds a lot like harassment to me. Sounds a lot like yeah. stalking to me. Sounds a lot like crossing a lot of boundaries. But supposedly there's no boundary between you and your twin flames because you are that person in another body. So how can you cross your own boundaries if you are in that person. And that was their take on it. But but the thing is, it's almost like they were projecting their narcissism onto you to be that person to your twin flame. Like, you know, and they were gaslighting you and you were like, no, I don't want to do this. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't even understand this. I, I don't understand the concept of this. It's one thing to treat someone with love and compassion. And they'd probably have even more members if they did that. But the thing is, with a twin flame, they have to stick with, okay, it's this person. Now harass them because we're right. Yeah. And, and like I said, they really do want you to claim a person. Like they, they so don't weird. want you in there. I did feel the pressure to like say my twin's name, but I, I'm telling you, Leslie, I, I went into that hoping that I would stop loving this person because it's been six years. I mean, I'm like, the jig is up. I'm tired. Like I'm tired. Yeah. This person rejected me. I'm like, maybe I'm just not doing this right. And they have this concept called false twins where you think you love somebody, you think it's your ultimate soulmate and they're not. So I was like, I'm hoping this exposes him and like, I will stop loving him. And actually that did happen after I went through this course for like three months. I just was like, if this is what's required to have him, 
I won't have him because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to harass him. I'm not going to like claim him and cross boundaries and like, and almost risk getting, okay. So this was the second thing in my smaller group with this coach that wasn't Jeff Ashleo, just like just another coach. This girl had talked about going to a place where her ex was like playing music or was just like at this club a lot. Sounds very similar to what was in the podcast. I'll just like say that. And uh, so this was happening a lot. But this girl was like, he saw me and he said he was going to press charges next time he sees me there. Or he was going to get me like this was harassment is what he told me. And I remember watching her face as she told this story. And she just kind of softly laughed like she didn't believe him. Like he was just being so silly and like, oh, my love would never do that. And I just, my heart kind of broke for her because I was like, what? Why? I didn't say anything. But in my head, I was like, she's not taking it serious. And then the coach, I don't remember exactly what the coach said. I just remember leaving that meeting and not feeling like the coach corrected her and was going to put her in a better path to not getting charges pressed against her. Like, I can't remember if she encouraged it or just didn't like, all I remember, like, I don't feel like she told her the right thing to help her not get, like, I think she's going to do this again, basically, by what the coaching was and the session was about. And I was scared for her. And I was actually, I think it made me scared for me. So I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Because if I'm ever in a session and like, like, maybe that'll be me one day. Like, maybe one day I'll feel that way and I'll be in this coaching session and nobody will say, hey, wake up, girl. Like, they'll just be like, well, did you love yourself? Were you doing that out of love for yourself and for your twin? I was like, well, yeah. And then it's like, well, then you're fine. And then next week I'm going to be in jail. You know, I mean, so yeah. I was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. This is like too stalking and harassment for me. I'm not doing it. And I still can't wrap my head around why they would even want you to do that to someone else. I don't. And maybe it's just saving face. We told you this was your twin flame. So we stick by it and we're going to break you down and knock you down and gaslight you so much and love bomb you so much to where you believe us. And then you have that kind of reaction and you still get charged. I mean, that, that's a cult. Because I was thinking about that today as well. I was like, what could it be? Like, why would they coach people that way? And honestly, Leslie, I mean, they're just, I hate to say it, but it's not like they're not successful. And perhaps, perhaps Jeff and Shalia are just telling people what to do based on what they do to their clientele and what they do to their students. And it works for them for the most part, because, you know, Jeff is driving like Porsches and like living in this huge house. Like I remember seeing on these videos of him living in this like modest place and they were talking about how crappy it was where they were living at one point and then they just pop up in this like huge mansion Mm. and I'm just like well it must be working for them and so again I I just I can't crawl inside the head of somebody like that but I know whatever tactics they're using yeah I think kind of what you said I feel like they're coaching the clients based on what they do to the clients, if that makes sense. No, it does. And I think also, you know, you weren't there very long, but they got your money. 111, was it 111 one time or every time you watch something? It was 111 every month. So I basically, I think like I either pay like $333 or $444. I don't know. It was like something along those lines. And you were there three months, but here's the deal though. These people, there's probably a revolving door to where people are figuring it out like you are, but they've got so many people recruiting and so many people desperate in the world for a twin flame or some kind of hope in their life for someone. And so they prey on that. They prey on your feelings and then they suck you in. And a lot of people get sucked in. I think a lot of people are like you, I hope, that leave, but they've got your money. And if that many people are doing it, 
there's your money. There's your, there's your answer. It may not be successful that much at all, but they keep revolving doors. They keep <laughs> recruiting people. And, and there's that thought, there's that hope. Oh, that's what they get. They get your, it's an emotion thing. And people want it so desperately. So, oh, good. We tagged them. Let's pull them in. Oh, we, they were only here three months. Well, we got $333 from them. So, hey, that's another down payment for something else. Yeah. And I've listened to a lot of like cult podcast things. <laughs> I'm very fascinated. Yeah. I don't know if I would said it during this podcast, but I feel like I was set up to, I feel like kind of have this mindset from birth because I was in Christianity and then the type that I was in, I feel like people compare my old church to a cult and I'm like, damn, they got me twice, man. Yeah. Like what is in my brain? Yeah. And it's just like, I'm now I hate to say it, but I'm super skeptical. And actually it, it sometimes hinders my line of work with being a psychic and and intuitive, it's like, sometimes I don't even believe myself because I'm just so scared of being susceptible to beliefs in the way that I have been in the past. And like a lot of my friends get annoyed by me because I'm like, do you think I really saw that? And they're like, yes, like what's wrong with you? Like you see things. I was like, yeah, I do. But now I just have a, a mind that has a lot of space to it. It's like, okay, I think this is true and I'm willing to test it out. I just don't fall into beliefs so easily anymore. And I think it was definitely after this cult that I went into. And, you know, I guess we should probably say allegedly a cult. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. There's any legal things. But this thing that I was into, because it showed me, it happened to me twice. And so now I'm very aware in my own business. And I'm always telling my clients, like when I do a reading for them, I was like, use your discernment. This may resonate for you, but if it doesn't, please tell me because I can work with the symbols. We can talk about it. This is why I call myself like a coach. And I just don't go around saying, you know, I'm a psychic because sometimes the the future is like fickle. And, and I like to just coach people on how to get where they want to go. Right. But I like for people to have space in what I'm saying. And when I start to see people's eyes glaze over or they get too excited, I'm like, Hey honey, like <laughs> let's come back to earth. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm here with you. I'm glad this is making sense, but please like, and it scares me because it's happening. And a big reason why I feel I was excited to do this podcast and like to be able to talk about it because on TikTok, like these readings on TikTok will come up all the time. Twin flames, soulmate, your soulmate's thinking about you, but they're not reaching out and all these things that it makes me worried. I'm like, are these people from TikTok going to find this group? And then they'll be in it. And we hadn't talked about it, but we did talk about my friend getting engaged to that girl when he's really, he's pretty gay, yeah. but here yeah. he is with a girl. It's fine. Maybe he's not now. I don't want to like, I just know him before and now whatever, if he's not, he's not, we'll, we'll say that. But they also had women who are now transgendered because they matched them with a girl and Jeff and Shalita told them, well, you have to be a man. And then this person is the girl. So you can be like somewhat, they say you're not gay if you're like a man in a woman's body. And then this is the woman, if that makes sense. Like they, now there's a couple of transgendered people because they assigned them partners, but they were both girls. And then, so one decided to be the masculine one. I, I'm speechless. I I don't understand how people can have that kind of control, but my family member was in a cult and I still, and I even admitted it then. I don't understand that mind control. And I feel badly for the people because these, a lot of, you're smart. A lot of these people are super intelligent and because they don't prey on people that aren't smart. They don't prey on people that don't have money and don't have an education. They prey on smart people. And these people are the very ones that stay in there. And that's what blows my mind. 
Yeah, I, I feel like there's a stigma around people that have been in cults, like they had to be stupid or something like that. But yeah, really, I would just I think the reason why this is important is because we didn't have to be stupid. We just had to be desperate. Exactly. And we had to be going through a hard time. And for me, actually, me and my quote unquote twin were in such a huge fight that I didn't think we'd ever come out of it. And I was open to being wrong about him. And thank God that I was, because if I hadn't been and I, if I'd been in the season of my life where I really just nothing could have changed my mind about him, then I could be telling you a different story today, or I might not be telling you at all. I might still be in, in the group, you know? So I think all you have to be is desperate. All they have to do is be pretty niche at what you need and talk to you like they know you because actually they really do know what you're going through. I mean, they're really good at identifying the problem and then being the solution. So I, I think that's why I really want people to take pause whenever it's okay to believe in soulmates. Like I, I think it's to some degree, I still believe in them, but I also believe it very broadly that a soulmate can come into your life for a season and leave. And it's because I just never want to have that mindset again, that I have ownership over another human being. And that's kind of what it felt like to me in there. And I, it scares me to think that that's where some people are also taking it as well. It's this kind of ownership and then I just don't want y'all to waste your time. <laughs> just don't waste your time, your money. And like, if someone's rejecting you, like there are people out there that won't. And even if there's someone out there that won't, cause like me, I have, a, I actually have a hard time finding relationships. I got a nice cat that's just like super cuddly. She's yeah. super sweet <laughs> and I'm good being single. Like I, I just will never, anybody that puts me in that obsessed mindset again, or like uncomfortable, I just kind of jet and like, well, I'm good by myself. I love, I love myself. So. Well, and you know, one thing I think you should probably hear from me, you were talking about the religious upbringing you had, and it was kind of more probably a fundamentalist kind of thing. And, and in my mind, those, some of those are extreme. And they, in my mind, can be more cultish and not to make fun of any kind of religion, because I'm not, but I'm talking about the extreme fundamentalist purity culture, all of that. Um, that can be a mindset. And I think sometimes it can make someone like you more susceptible to things like this. But to me, the fact that you got out of it and the fact that you were strong enough to go, wait a minute, this isn't right. And you had a conscious and you were thoughtful of other people. Thank goodness you didn't buy into it. To me, it almost did you a favor because you got completely out of the mindset. And now the light has shown on you. And you know what? We're spreading awareness. That's what we need to do. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I actually thought about that today. I was like, actually, I think I did gain a little bit from that three months. Yes. Like, in a, I hate to say this because no one, please don't give them money. And I'll say it's probably one of the better $333 I spent. Because yes. it literally helped me detach from that idea. They they yes. sent me screaming from that because I was so afraid to hurt this person that I actually loved. And I was so terrified to kind of look myself in the mirror and to see I probably already disrespected him in those ways. I'd already crossed his boundaries. He told me that, like, you know, in that summer, in that same summer, we had had some pretty interesting conversations. I even invited him to look at the school, probably because they told me to, because yeah. that's what they do. They were yeah. like, well, I invite your twin to watch one of the videos. I was like, okay, I'll ask him. And he just politely said, no, he didn't say anything else. He didn't call me crazy. Honestly, there were times where I wish he would have, because maybe I would have seen it, but right. you know, he was always very graceful to me and I was like blessed in that way. But you know, he wasn't very rude. And sometimes I'm like, man, why didn't he just like shake me a little bit more? And be like, this is nuts. But who knows? Maybe he knew I wouldn't believe him. Maybe he just could tell. I don't know. I don't right. really know because that's been like the consensus. Other people's stories, people will call him crazy. 
he never called me crazy, at least not to my face. Right. <laughs> Maybe he said it behind my back, but who right. knows? And you know, listen, I didn't get married till I was almost 30, okay? I had a relationship, you know, two years, four years, three years again. Well, there went my 20s. But let me tell you, I appreciate every single one of those relationships. Not all of them were great. Uh, a couple of them were really bad. But, the, you know, one was just fine. It's just we had different ideas of what we wanted in the future. But my thing is, I thank each and every one of them. You know, thank what happened with you in your fundamentalist background, too. Because you know what? It changed you for the better. Now you're way more empathetic for yourself, if nothing else, and, you know, for others, and that we can spread the awareness that, guys, you don't have to be desperate. If it's meant to be, trust me, it's going to work out for you. And you know what? It's okay if you're not married at 25 or 21 or whatever the age everybody thinks they need to be married. Don't compare yourself to everyone else. It will happen for you if it needs to happen for you. And that, I, I really do believe in that. But I do think you can maybe even manifest something like, this is what I want. I want to share my life with someone. I want to love someone the way I want to be loved in a very caring, thoughtful way. And I tell you, if you ask, I do believe the universe will give it to you. Yeah, I believe the same thing. But you also made a really good point that like talking about past relationships, my relationship with that guy of six years actually causes a lot of shame for me. And it's really embarrassing. It's like, how did I let somebody string me along? Like, just feel stupid about it. But the- yeah, I had a guy cheating on me for four years. So and yeah. he was stringing me and along. That, you know. That's like literally what I was about to say yeah. is that the more I say that, the more people are like, oh, I had that happen. Oh, don't worry. You're fine. No. And I was like, oh, really? I'm not the only one that just no. kind of like pined <laughs> after this human being for this long. But that's what I also wanted to point out just for people that like, I think these are the relationships that they're targeting in a way. They're not targeting like the healthy ones that you were able to let right. go of and like be thankful for. They're they're targeting the people that yes, are in right. these very toxic yes. situations and that don't know how to let go. And so I think that's their niche. Those are the people Absolutely. that they're finding. And so if there are people out here that are listening and you're in a situation like that, just like maybe therapy or like a good, like talking to your friends, like just, I don't know. It's, it's, those are the situations that they're targeting. They're just targeting the ones that are the bad ones. And, right. uh, that's, well, at least that's how I, I see it. And another thing, guys, you know, vet the companies out. Like if you see that you have to pay to watch some things, okay, that's, I don't think that's the best thing to do. Um, if there's some kind of religious thing, I would think they would open, you know, hey, everybody pull up a pew. Let's talk about how we can help you. Okay, well, first of all, you got to pay for that. But when you start hearing things about twin flames or your soulmate and you have to stick with this and, or you're gay, but they want to make you not gay or whatever it is or the opposite. And that's when you get further into it. But just the, the telltale signs at the beginning of you got to pay to get in and they want you to recruit people. Guys, just remember that, you know, this could be your livelihood and all they want from you is money. They don't care about you. They don't care about anything that you do uh, unless it's for them. And they will call you out on that and then they'll make you ashamed of yourself. So, and I think that's where Leah gets that. I was ashamed. I was ashamed of my, they gaslit her. How the heck was she supposed to feel? So I, I get how she could have felt this way, that if you can just take a step back, I, I get it's hard out there. Trust me, I don't ever want to be single again. I mean, I was, it's not fun, you know, but you know, take your time, do other things. Hey, I met my husband at Target. So go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> what aisle was he on? Really? Yeah, really? I know. <laughs> he was on the picture aisle. I swear to you, I met him at Target. I did. But Leah, no, I appreciate you talking to me about this because I had no clue 
that this was even a thing. And then you were like, hey, I listened to your podcast, you know, your cult podcast. And I was like, what? What is this? So I'm so glad that you brought this to my attention because if I can spread awareness about the Twin Flames cult, because that's what it is and that's what I'm going to call it, then I'm going to spread awareness. And guys, just be aware of it. And I appreciate you telling the story because like, you know, I haven't told it on my podcast just yet. I was actually, I was pretty scared, but this was like a more comfortable and somewhat fun like it was kind of fun talking to you about it (laughs) because you like don't know anything about it and so the reactions were very kind of like what I would expect people to to feel if they've never heard of it it's like what the heck it's yeah I get that a lot when I tell the story and I I share about it and they're just like you know what happened I said I look look I was at a a low point you know it's just But no, I mean, I think it can happen to anyone, not just you, uh, Leah. I, I really do think that it can happen to almost anyone. It happened to my own aunt and in my family. So, you know, unfortunately, people can be manipulated when they're desperate for spirituality, when they're desperate for a relationship, whatever the case may be. So I just appreciate you talking to me about this. And like I said, I had no idea. This is craziness. I'm just glad you're not in this anymore. I'm glad you're spreading awareness. And I hope that, you know, somebody takes these people down because they are taking advantage of people and they are starting some very toxic relationships. So true. So true. And thank you, Leslie. This was it was oddly fun. And just like, <laughs> like you said, I'm so glad to be able to spread some awareness and, you know, just be careful out there. And yeah, really appreciate your time as well. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.